Heavy traffic southbound 405 from northeast 8th and Bellevue to about northeast 4th. Welcome to Urban Forum Northwest with your co-host Hayward Evans and Eddie Rye. Uh, Urban Forum Northwest is brought to you by the Port of Seattle's Office of Social Responsibility, Sound Transit's Small Business Development and Labor Compliance Office, the City of Seattle's Purchasing and Construction Services Office, uh, Concourse Concessions, SeaTac Bar Group, LLC, Stephanie O'Hanel's handles our technology. And uh, our first guest today is Mr. Lau Kwasim, uh, the co-founder of uh, the Tacoma Pierce County Black Collective, served two governors as Secretary of the Department of Social Health Services, and one of the smartest people I know walking yeah, around Washington right. State. And Lyle has also uh, been a member of uh, the Washington State Civil Rights Coalition uh, that sponsored, or at Hayward Evans' leadership, there was a meeting with the governor's folks uh, on Tuesday at the McKinney Building, formerly known as SVI. Right. Uh, Lyle, as you know, Representative Sharon Tomiko Santos got that legislation through to create a Community Preservation Development Authority. Global Consultants is a consultant that's going to be uh, putting this whole thing together. But, uh, Lyle, we just wanted to check in with you. You know, I'm, I am a, a uh, sometimes a regular at the Black Collective. Uh, uh, I, matter of fact, I tried to catch up with uh, the mayor of University Place, Kent. I want to get him on the air as well. He, Hayward, he, Kent, uh, the mayor of University Place, yeah. is the vice chair of the uh, Sound Transit Board. And if he's reelected, he'll be the chair of the board next year. And Sound Transit is ready to go to Tacoma. Yeah, so that's where Mr. Kwasim comes in. <laughs> so, Lyle, how you doing? And why don't you just uh, take a couple of minutes to just share with our listeners that might not be familiar with with uh, the Tacoma Pierce County Black Collective. And then uh, to go another step further and share a little bit about your professional background. Uh, good afternoon, uh, uh, Mr. Evans, Mr. Rye. Uh, it is a pleasure to be on your radio program. Uh, I currently chair the Tacoma Pierce County Black Collective and uh, have been in that position as the chair or co-chair for over uh, 30 years, uh, which has been, for me, the uh, signature uh, uh, community service event of, of, of my career and my life. Um, the Black Collective, this is our 50th year uh, in existence. And uh, we are uh, uh, alive, well, uh, going uh, very strong on a whole series of issues, but we focus in on politics, on education, uh, economic uh, uh, development, and social justice. Those are our four uh, signature areas for the organization. Uh, we meet 52 Saturdays a year, and I think this is our 2,800th uh, 851st meeting of the uh, Tacoma Pierce County Black Collective. So that's 52 Saturdays a year uh, for uh, over uh, 50 years now. Um, I uh, have been uh, fortunate enough to be in leadership positions uh, in the in the community. I have um, uh, worked with the NAACP, with the Urban League. Uh, I've also worked uh, with the Black Panther Party. I've worked with the Shelter Half uh, Collective. I've done a lot of things in the middle of the political spectrum and on the left of the political spectrum. I've also been a bureaucrat, and I've been uh, first 
non-physician to be appointed to run the four psychiatric hospitals. I was the um, state mental health director. I was the secretary of the Department of Social and Health Services. I was the deputy county executive for uh, Pierce County. I was a community college president at Bates Technical College, and my last a paying job was with the University of Washington uh, in Tacoma <laughs> as a consultant to the to the chancellor. So um, I'm happy to be alive and in the Pacific Northwest, a refugee from the difficult uh, streets of Chicago. But uh, uh, those uh, early encounters in my life, I think, helped make me uh, who I am uh, today. Now, you're a great benefit and leader in our community, uh, Lyle, and I always just got to praise your name. You have been absolutely fantastic. But can, can you share with the listenership the impact of uh, sound transit coming to the Tacoma area and how we're going to get our communities involved? Well, the sound transit um, uh, has a, uh, a significant uh, impact uh, coming to Tacoma with Link Light Rail. And the Tacoma City Council, I believe, did a great job uh, in uh, developing a route for uh, Link Light Rail. Uh, and uh, it will come um, uh, through um, uh, from the, the Dome District uh, over by the Medical Mile, which is where many of our, uh, uh, obviously, many of our, our medical institutions are. Uh, it will also... Uh, be on the route for our uh, to com- community and technical colleges and come down uh, Martin Luther King uh, Jr. Way, um, which is in the heart of what was traditionally uh, the African-American uh, cultural center for uh, Tacoma. Not all the African-Americans lived on the hill, but yeah. it was the cultural center for uh, most of us in Tacoma and Pierce County. So this brings with that a whole series of things, not the least of which is uh, new construction and opportunities for um, uh, African-Americans and people of color to engage in that process. And I serve uh, on the uh, diversity oversight of sound transit. And um, our responsibility is to make sure uh, that those dollars are spent in a way that represents the community uh, that um, Link Light Rail will be uh, located in. Um, and uh, so we have the construction span, but we also are looking at uh, uh, businesses and entrepreneurs who are either located in that footprint or will be located to that footprint. And to that end, we had a, a regular Black Collective meeting last Saturday and an extended meeting after that of about uh, 16 people talking about, again, developing a signature initiative within the economic development space uh, for the black collective, focusing in on uh, black businesses. And uh, it was a very robust discussion, and Sound Transit was a part of that. Um, Mayor of University Place, Kent Keel, sat in on uh, the majority of that meeting, gave us some advice and direction. Uh, uh, and it was very productive, and we're going to keep uh, uh, moving forward till we come up with a clear plan about how we will engage processes uh, that uh, will be available to us through uh, the Sound Transit uh, extension uh, into the city of Tacoma and for other businesses that may be a part of the uh, shadow of that uh, uh, economic expansion. 
Now, now, love, just just uh, one more question on on that note. Now, you've been there. You've been through this whole thing with with the impact of I two hundred, and you know you were there with us, with the governor, and at the state level on the Washington State Disparity Study. The the numbers, as you know, are dismal. And so, is there any kind of commitment on behalf of the local officials there? Because you know, over here, the McKinney Coalition, we're pushing to have a contractors resource center. In our building, we want to make sure that funding is available there for a resource center for capacity building. Is that something that's on the table? That is not something specifically on the table, but we want to uh, learn from uh, people who have been engaged in this process uh, before us. Uh, Sound Transit, um, its major hub and footprint uh, started in Seattle and King County, and there are things that you folks know that we can learn from, but we will uh, ask for and uh, uh, require and demand, if you will, that there be some sort of engagement uh, that will help uh, deal with the disparities that have placed black businesses, uh, either in goods and services or construction, uh, in a very difficult position uh, to almost having wiped them out uh, over the last uh, 25 years uh, here in the state of Washington. And a new disparity study that came out. And I was there with, uh, uh, in Tuckwilla when uh, the governor made his presentation. And, and uh, uh, Mr. Evans, I thought you were uh, outstanding in representing the Civil Rights Coalition's position. But I, and I've had an opportunity to read that disparity study. Uh, same old story, same old song. We knew what was going to be in the disparity study before it was written, but people said, we have to do this disparity state. Now they've done it. The question is, uh, how will it be implemented, and what are the consequences for noncompliance? And therein lies the trigger to this, because if people can be required to do something, then don't do it, and there's no consequence for having not uh, met that compliance, then we will continue to be in the same position that we're in. I'm disappointed uh, that uh, this governor has taken uh, uh, six years to get to a, a position that uh, is uh, unacceptable uh, in the African-American community and in the communities of color. And, and so uh, we are going to ask local officials uh, to do better than we've done at the state. And we're going to ask Sound Transit to be a better economic partner than we've had historically uh, in um, uh, uh, the state of Washington and along the I-5 corridor. Uh, Mr. Kwasim, uh, I am, uh, I guess, a member of the Tacoma Pierce County Black Elect. I'm also a member of the Tacoma Pierce County NAACP and was honored to receive uh, the Harold Moss Community Service Award last year from and, Tacoma, Tacoma and NAACP. Very well deserved, and you are a, a, one of our outstanding members, and I love the fact that you uh, will uh, prioritize what we're trying to do in the African-American community, not just in Seattle, but you get on the highway, drive up and down uh, Interstate 5, show up at uh, 830, you know, on a Saturday. Well, 9 o'clock most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, well it's, and, you know, and, 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 and showing up is a, is, is a big deal, and that is what builds the bridges between Tacoma and Seattle, and folks from Olympia come to the That's Black right. Collective, and 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 we're we're all in this together. Yeah. And, and you know, I, one I, I just want to share 
that the fact that out of the Tacoma Pierce County Black Elective, Harold Moss has been the mayor, Victoria Wooders is now the mayor, Kent Kill, as a matter of fact, Pierce County is the only county in Washington State with two black mayors. I don't know if there's another county with one, but uh, we have Keith Blocker. We have their judges that's come out. I yeah. mean, I'm just saying, uh, Aaron Pointer, brother of the Pointer sisters, he is on the, uh, on the, on the Pierce County Park Commission. He led the right. way to make sure there was a park name for Jack Tanner, the first park name for an African-American in Pierce Absolutely. County. So uh, a lot of good and things Mayor, are happening. And Mayor, and Mayor Marilyn Strickland. Also. That's right. Mayor, uh, that's right. So we've, had, we've had three black mayors right. all have come out of and, and closely associated with the Tacoma Pierce County Black Collective. Uh, we have we have stuck to our knitting and 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 played our cards well for on the political side. We have to do better on education. We have to do better on economic development. We have to do better on 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 civil rights. And so we have a lot of work in, ahead of us. And we know that the that the uh, victories that we've had on the political side uh, have to be replicated in those other three areas of the Black Collective. Another thing too that impresses me is like Sheriff uh, Sheriff uh, what's the sheriff's name? He's about five Paul, feet Sheriff tall. Paul yeah, Sheriff uh, Paul Pastor. He's a, a regular member. They have uh, yeah. the sheriff's department from Lakewood and other entities coming in and reporting to the collective. So it, it's a very positive experience to see what's going on. Although I must admit, now the hilltops begin to look like the CD. Yes, it is. <laughs> and, and 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 we are even though even though we try to learn from people who have come before us, we are, we are also poised to make some of the same mistakes mm-hmm. that the people who have come before us. And we have to make sure that the whole gentrification issue uh, 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 has a codicil, has a cutout, has a carve-out that protects uh, the historic uh, nature of, of, of uh, the hilltop. But right now, uh, African Americans uh, and people of color have moved more uh, around the Tacoma Mall, South End District of Tacoma. And if we look at uh, economic vitality or the lack thereof, uh, it is more telling in those areas. So we have a lot of work to do, uh, and and uh, we have a lot of hands uh, available to get that work done. We're smart enough. Uh, we're uh, dedicated enough. We have uh, enough uh, personal commitment in order to be able to be successful on what we're trying to do in Tacoma. Well, all I can say is that it's really happening. And uh, now the other thing, too, is that Corbett Mosley, uh, he has a website up on the Black Collective? Yes, yes. What is, what is that address so, so people can go and actually get uh, uh, some information? Uh, just, look up, just look for uh, uh, the Tacoma Pierce County Black Collective, and it'll, it'll come up. It'll okay. be the Tacoma Pierce County Black Collective.com. And then they also have the director of Pierce County United Way, Donna Potapinto. Donna Potapinto. I see. I, I can say her name. Franklin, yeah, Twana, Twana Franklin, Franklin is the CEO of the, the Urban of the Urban League. Urban, yes. Uh, we have we have young black women and men uh, poised at the ready to do the things in the civic space that this country was was uh, made for us to do to to, to be a part of. And then uh, uh, Keith Blocker on the Tacoma City Council, he's the first African-American male to be elected since Harold Moss in 1970, right? And he's in, his, he's in his early 30s, mid-30s? It, it, mid-30s now. Yeah, okay. right. 
And then I know that a couple of other younger guys, like the Chris Jordan, that's working with the uh, the housing affordable housing uh, right. concept there. Right. Yeah, right. so there are right. there are a bunch of younger folks who are really doing some things, and I just and, have to just, admire your leadership. And, and, and let me just let me just sign out with this. Every, every time I see Corbett Moses as a representative of what I think is coming, and I know it's coming. Uh, in the change of leadership and the change of the guard and young people engaging in the process, I feel uh, safe and secure, and I'm going to make sure that he has space and all the folks that he represents have a space in the new leadership of Tacoma. And you know what? He is he is worthy. He's done his homework. Uh, he shows up, and he makes a significant contribution. So I want folks to go to the Tacoma Pierce County Black Elective, go to that website, and see how our organization should look, because we didn't mention the Black Education Strategy Roundtable and other folks, Steve Smith's leadership on that, but there are so many different folks who are doing different things. And they also have a black fire chief in Tacoma. Oh, that, yeah. That's right. Tory, right? That's right. Uh, 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 <laughs> you know, uh, uh, if one, of, one of the most significant moments so far this year is that uh, the Tacoma Urban League uh, had a a presentation on the state of black Tacoma. Mm. And they were introducing people and everybody had their seats in the politicians. When they uh, introduced the uh, the fire chief, the whole room stood and applauded. The right. whole room spontaneously rose. What's Tory's uh, last and, name? Wow. And, 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 and applauded. And, and so he is, he, he's a, he's, he is a, a person who's come up through the system and and he's the person that that we we are we're all behind. Okay, sir. Well, thank you thank very you. much. Uh, I won't be there for the next couple of meetings, but I'll pick up when I get back. Thank you very much. Oh, okay, thank you, okay, Lau. We appreciate thank you, Lau. Okay. okay, all right. Okay, our next guest is uh, I call him Pastor Willis. It's uh, Pastor Reverend Lawrence Ricky Willis, <laughs> <laughs> and he is over uh, the Urban League's uh, Priority Hire Program. He formerly led uh, the pre-apprenticeship program under CL uh, Central College, and the pre-apprenticeship programs will come back at the McKinney Building on 22nd yes, and Jackson. So uh, uh, yesterday you were at the meeting, sir, uh, with the governor's staff regarding uh, a pre- presentation by the consultant Colette Holt. I'd just like to have you give your impression of what you heard and uh, how well you think they did. Uh, uh, good, good afternoon, Eddie. Uh, uh, it was very interesting of, uh, how they presented it because I believe the problems are a lot worse than, uh, what they kind of presented. And so, uh, especially in the construction, uh, field, um, I've gotten, I've gotten at least three complaints already of, of, uh, African-American young men being mistreated, uh, being laid off early when the work is still um, continually to go, and uh, I'm just bothered by that. But with priority hire here at the Urban League, uh, we're going to the job sites, talking to the superintendents, talking with the trades around keeping uh, people of color, especially African Americans and those that are in the distressed zip codes on these big projects. Now, uh, Reverend Willis, hey, we're here, and, and I'm glad that you were there yesterday now. And, and Eddie raised that issue, and a couple others did. How do we hold these unions accountable that they don't let the that the young people get to a certain threshold, and then they drop them down, but they're receiving that training? 
through uh, through journeymanship. Yeah, we we got to call them out, uh, but also we got to call out the uh, the uh, these uh, uh, public entities that are hiring the contractors and then allowing uh, the yeah. unions to treat uh, our our people and then uh, also people of color wrong on these jobs because we have city that has contracts, Sound Transit, Port, King County, and if their um, their policies and their uh, contracts, CWAs. Are, are saying that we have to have uh, people of color, women, and especially African Americans. We have to hold the contractors and the and the trades accountable. That's right. Well, you and know, so, uh, John yeah, Yasataki have, made some excellent points as a yeah. former person. They really need to hire him if they really want to get something done. But John made the point about the agencies now don't have anybody going around monitoring, seeing who's on the job. You know, it's like they give it to the prime contractor, and that's it. And uh, the issue I have is that I can't point to any success stories in the black community of any contractors becoming successful being a subcontractor. I can count a dozen that went out of business because of, you know, we had one contractor, uh, Stacy Woodback, on a city of Seattle job. Uh, we had a ex-Seahawk who was a prime, uh, subcontractor. They referred to him uh, as a testicle and said he should be auctioned off on eBay and they had, it was on Breitbart letterhead, and the city of Seattle did nothing about it. So as long as you have the agencies turn the contract over to a private company and then turning their back, not doing any monitoring or any enforcement, you know, that's the problem that we have. And I think we really have to go to the election. It's got to be the mayor, the uh, city council, the county executive, county council, and the governor and the legislators. Because we know, I think, that we really got to bring this to the attention of uh the legislators, uh, members of color caucus in the state legislature, said it about Javier, uh, uh, Javier, Representative Javier Valdez, and I know that that's something that Representative Santos and Senator, uh, Senator Bob Hasegawa would be interested in as well. But these agencies are getting away without fulfilling their uh, contractual responsibilities. And on federal dollars, you know, they're supposed to be a DBE coordinator. Now, I know that uh, Elton Mason filed at least 10 or 12 Title VI complaints against Washington State Department of Transportation. It's my understanding the same consultant that did the disparity study for WashDAT, Colette Holt, also uh, went to the Attorney General's office to deal with those complaints. So something is just amiss here. It's not fair. It's not equitable. And then going back to uh, Hayward's comment about, uh, I think once we move into the McKinney building, That's we reinstitute the pre-apprenticeship program, then we can have uh, the uh, agencies contract with us to have John Yasutaki train people from the agencies as well as community people to make sure we monitor these jobs, to make sure that that discrimination is not there, to make sure these young people are not treated as badly as they're being treated. Because I've heard all kinds of stories. One guy was laid off and the foreman had a swastika on his hand yeah. when he gave him his check. So, I mean, we hear all kinds of horror stories and then they're, in, they're so isolated Nobody knows what's going on. But if you had monitors going around, being able to talk to these people and feel these complaints, because a young brother or sister on these jobs, who are they going to complain to? Yeah, and that's what with the city. They have a few monitors that are working on these projects, but the the penalty behind when they're when they're not meeting their uh, uh, their uh, measures, their goals, we have to have teeth in that in that wording, not just the monitoring, but it should be a consequence. So. I believe the city, and that's what I've been talking with them about, with their monitors on these projects, 
now when they're not meeting those quotas and we're meeting, how are they being, you know, punished? Not punished, but, you know, how are they going to be held accountable for not meeting those goals? And then what's the consequence of them not meeting the goals? Not just monitoring them and then, you know, the job is ended and nothing is done and then they're continually getting contracts. So we have to have some teeth in the uh, CWAs and these PLAs that, that say if some if, they're, if contractors are not meeting their goals, it should be a consequence. Exactly. And you know what the other thing we need to do is we need to put together, and Hayward is, is the best, got the best pen going, and, and we need to write something up, get together, write something up, and present to the Seattle City Council, to Martin Luther King Jr. County Council, to the Poor Commission, and also to the Sound Transit Board. That's what we need to do because we don't. It's happening over and over again, and then the one poor commission. Well, you know, we're just part time, and said, but you're an elected official, so you should have the responsibility. So if you don't want to assume responsibility, then maybe you don't need to be on the poor commission. But that's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to take our case to the elected officials in their meetings, so they can all hear it at the same time, and then ask them to respond to us. What are you going to do? And they can have their staff, whoever they need to have there. But we need to get this before the public's. Attention immediately, if not sooner. Yeah, yeah. And and that's what we've been uh, working on. And, and, Eddie, we just need more people uh, mm-hmm. coming together. And, and then those that uh, are, are are suffering behind this are out in the trades that, that talk more, too. Because sometimes they're, you know, they just don't say anything because they want to work. They want to continue to take exactly. care of their families. Yeah. So we got to give them protection as well as they come forward. Well, I'll tell you one thing. We'll have there that set up at the McKinney, yeah, building. McKinney building. We'll have we'll have a place for them to come and vent and let us know what we're going to have. We'll have some experts in the room, yeah. like uh, I was mentioning John Yasutaki yeah. as well as others, Frankie Aragon, people who know the system, who've been there. And we might be able to have uh, uh, someone like Lau Kwasim come in, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on a uh, weekly basis, come in once a week for a few hours to talk with folks about the Department of Social Health Services as well as what they're doing in Tacoma to be so cohesive. So uh, those are some things that we can look at. Yeah, because it's, it's plenty of work out there. And here at the Urban League, we are putting people, uh, men and women, to work. And my job is to go out and really uh, hold them accountable to keep our men and women on these jobs and, and for them to journey out. Because exactly. we don't want them getting them into the, the trades and then the, lo- the uh, work slows down and they're still apprentices. Yeah, so we want them to get their man hours. We want them to be able to get their benefits. But also, we don't want them just holding a sign. We want them to, to hone in on the craft so they'll know how you know how carpenters work so they can be uh, employable. They know their trades. So but, but not only that, our, our contractors come out of the trades. Yes. So if we yeah. don't have journey folks that know the skills, then they can't form their own companies. And I right. think that's the other thing, hidden agenda of these folks. Well, you know, if they learn this and become journeymen, then right. they'll, they'll be out on the market trying to compete with our firms for business. But, uh, Pastor Willis, thank you so thank much. You, and hopefully uh, the Urban League will be in the McKinney Building real soon. The pre-apprenticeship program will be kicking, and we'll have a office so we can take care of some of these many complaints that we have in the community. So, All right, thank you. Okay, thank, thank you, you very much. Okay, then. All right, hey, Thanks, All right. All right. Okay, Bye. that was uh, Pastor Lawrence Ricky Willis. Uh, the, he is uh, the manager of the Urban League of Metropolitan Seattle's uh, Priority Hire Program, and he was over the pre-apprenticeship program. We're going to start it back up. 
We're going to come back after this break. Step up your commute and ride light. Sound Transit's new Capitol Hill and University of Washington Link Light Rail stations are now open. Get around town faster and more reliably than ever. Ride now from the University of Washington to Capitol Hill in just four minutes or continue on to Westlake Station in just eight minutes. Find lots of helpful information on how to ride, how to get an ORCA card, and more at ulink2016.org. Link Light Rail. More stations, more places. At the Port of Seattle, diversity is the source of possibility and strength. And we honor our diverse community by expanding opportunities for all people to share in our region's economic prosperity. From the seaport to the airport, we're working to support small businesses, including those owned by women and minorities, and to create quality jobs with lifelong career paths. The Port of Seattle continues to be your port of opportunity. Make it a great day. Keep your dial on Alternative Talk 1150. All right, Hayward Evans and Eddie Ride back. And that's Michael Powers. You'll hear a lot more of him on Saturday at the Emoja Just Emoja Fest Parade. Uh, matter of fact, last Saturday night, uh, the Hayward Evans and Michelle Evans oh <laughs> and, and those guys, African American Heritage Council, uh, the float, uh, Michael Powers played on the float. Uh, Kellen Riley Payne was the queen. Lacey Still was the king. Uh, Darnell French was a prince. And Sophie Miles. Sophie Miles was the princess. And uh, Miss Josephine Stokes was the queen mother. Yes. And uh, Hayward the Fold did pretty good, huh? Oh, they did excellent. You know, I was so proud. Uh, and particularly, now I got to throw it out my wife, Michelle Evans, and my daughter, Sierra. They designed and decorated the float. Mm. And we won the Workmanship Award. Now, for, for the listenership, African Americans, we haven't had a float in the Seafair Parade since 1981. And we come out a winner. So I'm extremely proud of them. And then also, uh, rising beyond the naming of the float, well, that was Leslie Miles and, and my wife, Michelle. And then the, their daughter, Gabrielle, Gabby Miles, she did the banner. She designed the banner, put it all together. So it was an absolutely fantastic event. And, and if, if, in fact, the listenership, if you can pull it up on the Internet, try to pull up the uh, Torchlight Parade and watch Cookie, uh, Detective Cookie, when she was dancing, marching down the street. And you, you see Eddie and I in the back there, too, marching that full route. I mean, wow. And I think we have the king on the line right now, King Lacey. King Lacey. Yeah. How, how, how's, it doing? how's it feel? You've been a king for the, a whole week. <laughs> Yeah, man, I ain't. I know my subject ain't brought me nothing though. <laughs> well, you have to talk to Hayward about that. <laughs> but anyway, now we just wanted you to share your experience uh, with the Torchlight Parade. Hayward just indicated it was the first African American float in the parade since 1981. Yeah, uh, I was man. a little sore on Sunday after dancing for two miles. <laughs> but anyway, I'm, I'm glad that I'm still in shape. But why don't you share with our listeners uh, what you saw riding up in that high perch in the king's seat? It was nice setting up there and to, to see the black community represented in a parade of that magnitude. It's a shame that we've gone all these years and not be represented. But everybody that I talked to or I saw seemed to really enjoy it. I saw a lot of people out there that I didn't think went to a parade, but they were there. And it was a wonderful situation. My wife enjoyed it, and my daughter and my son-in-law came from New Jersey just for this event. And it was great. I, I'm happy 
And I just want to tell Michelle she did a good job and that other boy that helped her. Mm-hmm. You talking oh, about, amen. Yeah, yeah, that other boy. <laughs> you mean you mean you mean Mr. Haywood Evans? Well, is, that, is, that, is that what his name is? Oh, amen. It's all good. Yeah, my yeah but, it, it was wonderful. Now, Lacey, you know, on the, uh, go back. I'm going to go switch off that and go to the NAACP for a minute. Oh. Uh, apparently, there was a meeting Monday night at uh, New Hope Missionary Baptist Church regarding, uh, I guess, some uh, issue with the Ethiopian restaurant. And also, I guess there was a memorandum of understanding that was submitted uh, to help this developer get a building permit and a displaced Ethiopian family's restaurant. And uh, I was just curious to know, because uh, once the memorandum, once, you know, you got something from the NAACP, they're going to grant the, the building permit. And I guess it's now there's an attempt to rescind it, but I think it's a little late. And I was just trying to figure out, uh, during your tenure, and you were the president for like 26 years of Seattle King County Branch, uh, were you ever involved with any issues like that with any? Never, never, okay. never. I had a free 26 years of not one complaint or one shady deal. No, I, I would not have permitted it. See, mm-hmm. stuff like that, and, and that's what happens when you get new people into organization. They don't know the organization. They don't realize when they do something like that, they're putting the national organization on on the map for trouble. So no, that never happened. I never would have let it happen. And like I said, uh, we used to have training sessions for these officers, but uh, mm-hmm. we don't have them anymore. And they all think they know what they what to do, but they don't know how to do it. But that is something that's a no no. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just wanted wanted to throw that. I mm-hmm. guess that's, that's that things that's floating that around the community right now. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I'm a member of the Seattle uh, mm-hmm. King County branch. I'm also a member of the Tacoma Pierce County branch with Reverend Doctor Dave uh, Gregory Christopher. But anyway, I want to talk about that. But in terms of now, this year, you did not go to the national meeting, right? No, I did not. I haven't been the last two years. I, I'm, I'm caretaker for my wife. So okay. I'm not going. Miss Dorothy, some some more of Angela's godparents, Lacey and Dorothy Still. Yeah. That's right. So I was glad you guys got a chance to see her a couple of weeks ago at the Carolyn Riley Payne Appreciation Day event at First Day. It's always wonderful to see her. Yeah, yeah. So, Lacey, in terms of the politics now, just tell me, what do you think so far about uh, this race to the White House? A race to the White House. Man, there's so many folks running. The only thing I want to make sure is whoever the Democrats come up with, they got to be strong enough to get rid of this man. We cannot survive two terms of him. And at the rate they're going now, that man is going to be reelected. Mm-hmm. So it's up to all of us to make sure that people are registered and vote and that they get out to vote. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I don't like about the mail-out ballot. In the old days, we could go take people to the poll and know they got there with these ballots. Yeah. What happens to a whole lot of people, they get them in the mail, they say, I'm going to fill it out. They lay it on top of the TV, on top of the refrigerator in the kitchen. And two weeks after the election, vote, they say, oh, I didn't send in my ballot. Too late then. Yep. So we got to make sure that people go and vote because they don't. It's going to be a big trouble. Well, this time, thing- this time around, sir, uh, it, the state legislator, legislatures across the country will be drawing the congressional lines. 
So uh, that will be holding for the next 10 years. Uh-huh. So I would really suggest people get off their hips and, and go vote because it could have far-reaching implications for the next 10 years oh, on right. what's going to be going on. So uh, now the other thing, I, before I came into the station, uh, I heard some stuff on in, on CNN and there's some tapes in the archives where uh, Richard Nixon and Ronald Reagan are referring to Africans as monkeys and all kinds of derogatory names. I mean, uh, what's new? Yeah, I'm just saying. Well, you know, I, I, we know I, what we know what Ronald Ronald Reagan did. Yeah, we know what Ronald was doing. Yeah. <laughs> if it hadn't been for Nancy, we'd been worse off than that. Because <laughs> the boy, the boy, the boy, he, he had uh, losing his mind and, and didn't know what to say and when to say it. So that that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Well, you know, he kicked off his presidential campaign in Philadelphia, Mississippi, too, where the three civil rights workers were killed. Oh, yeah. Well, he, went, he went back home. Yeah. And that's what, I, you know, people keep talking about. Ronald Reagan was a great president. He might have been a great president for the, for the Klan. He was not a great president for black folks, that's for sure. No, he wasn't great for all of us. But, but we got to deal with what's going on today. And it's very important and very significant that our people have to get out to vote. Mm-hmm. One thing I saw in the paper that made me happy today is that uh, California has a law that if this boy can't get on their ballot in California unless he turns over, turns his taxes over. Ooh. Excellent. Excellent. Now we need to sweep that across the country. Yes, yeah, so but the, but the California has done that, and they signed the bill, and the last time they signed it, the governor who was there vetoed it, but this guy is letting it go. <laughs> wow. That's well, true. we need to try that here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's a good one there. Yeah, yeah. That, now that's a real good one. Now, in terms of, uh, of uh, do you have a preference yet, or are you still looking at all the candidates? No, I don't have no preference. There's too many of them. Okay. And I, and I can't listen to 20 folks lie in one night. <laughs> <laughs> well, the night should be real juicy. They got uh, Biden sandwiched in between of Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, uh, Julian Castro, and uh, and so, well, another oh I think it might be Ch- uh, Chan, so they got him surrounded. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Quick, Haywood. Yeah. What 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 are they going to have at this parade? Me uh, meeting down on twentieth, thirty. Uh, okay, the uh, Umoja Fest parade. Where uh, it's one o'clock. The parade starts. We're assembling about eleven thirty. Okay. And I know Michelle was sending out an announcement on that. She did. She did. Okay. But. See, but they're going to walk from 23rd down to Washington. Yeah. Jack Jenkins Park, yeah. Yeah, I can't walk that far. No, hey, man, now, come on, you're the king. You I ride, you man. Get, you get preferential I, treatment. You ride. What I'm going to ride on? The float. The float. Oh, the float going to be there? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, right. The African-American float got to be in the African-American parade. And you can't ride in my Pinto. Come on, now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I just wanted to know. No, okay. we're going to be there with yeah. the float. So yeah, so that that's good. Now, Lacey, when's the last time uh, you talked to uh, the national president, Derek Johnson? I haven't. Okay. I haven't talked to him since the last uh, time I ran into him at the national convention. Okay. You know, Lacey, I love what you said about uh, number forty-five, and he's doing everything in his power to be reelected. Just for the mere fact, the statute of limitations, he can't be prosecuted for what everybody knows. Uh, what he did in terms of interfering with justice. 
But from that ballot perspective, because I'm in agreement with you, because I know sometimes I wait till the last minute. And so me and my easy. wife, we have a little family sit down to, to fill out our ballots. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the best strategy we can uh, uh, implement or employ to get those folks to complete those ballots? How can we get that message out? It's a little late in the season, but one year we did something that was pretty good. We had a before party, bring your ballots, have some refreshments. We'll explain anything you don't understand and get people to come out to do it. But uh, it's a little late to try to get that done now. Well, well, we can do that for the general. Granted, we're going to meet, miss this election, but I think that's an excellent, excellent idea. Yeah, because you know it, it's easy to lay that envelope down, and you don't have to have no no stamp on it, and it's just easy to overlook it. Like like you said, look, I've been guilty. Amen. I've been guilty to set them things aside, and sometimes it's under the paper. Then last minute rush after I watch the news. So I, I know for a fact that that's something that we absolutely have to address. And I, I like that about that ballot party. And yeah. maybe getting all the churches collectively. Come on, we're going to have a nice ballot party. Get folk out. Yeah, you know, you... you just have the people, folk. have the, uh, the parishioners bring, the, uh, the Congress bring their ballots to the church. Well, we, 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 we don't, we don't want to do that. Because you got another Outside hand. of the church. No, <laughs> okay. no, 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 no. I'm not talking about because of, of, of any federal thing. A lot of the pastors will put them in their car and they'll never get to where they're supposed to go. Oh, you, oh, you, gotcha. You, you want to eliminate many hands as you possibly can. There you go. Yes. Yeah. See, but, we, we, we could have a, we could get a lock box from the, from the, from the county to put the ballots in or something of that nature and take them down there. Like like they did for, for, for when they had Nelson Mandela. Remember, remember how they did that, Eddie? How they had the the the, the Brinks truck come to pick them up and, yep. and, and lock them up and all that kind of, that's what we got to do to make sure they get where they're going. Because it's terrible, man. It's terrible. Well, uh, in terms of the, the voter education, I mean, at one time, I know when you were in charge, that was a few years ago, they were like uh, voter education forums. Yeah, we had one called REP, Registration, Education, and Participation. Okay. You got to have all three of them. If you, if you take one of them out, it's not no good. Okay. You know, I, I like what you're saying, too, and in terms of accountability, though, these elected officials are getting in there. And we're all taxpayers. You pay taxes all your life. I'm paying taxes. Eddie's paying taxes. And we need a return on our investment. Uh, and, and it appears even with that, uh, that those ballot parties uh, that we have a, a, an agenda and we're, we're talking and asking for the same thing. Because, you know, the McKinney building, the old SVI, that we, we're going to need the funding to get it, uh, to get it renovated, to bring it up to uh, all the codes and also for our programs. I mean, I-200 devastated our community. And look oh, at the yeah. univer- University of Washington is supposed to be the flagship institution. You got more African-Americans playing sports than anything out there. I mean, what, what are they going to do about that? Well, that's because uh, the athletes bring them some money. Exactly. That's what it is. Foot- football and basketball pay for all other college sports. Yeah. And if you, if you, uh, you can be a pro in tennis and golf. In baseball, or and soccer, and still play 
college football or basketball. Uh-huh. But if you go pro in football or basketball, you That's can't right. play any other. You can't play in any other sports in college. Yeah. So, and we know the football. We know baseball, women's softball, crew, <laughs> golf, tennis. They don't raise any money. Come on, right. and and there are very few of us that really participate in those sports. That's right. Now, Lacey, in terms of what do you think, we had Lyle Quasim on earlier from the Tacoma Pierce County Black Elective. And, you know, the I guess because geographically we've been so dispersed and the same thing's happening over in Tacoma Pierce County area, what kind of suggestions do you have for getting folks together? We do have social media now, so you don't have to actually go to the meeting place to get the information. But I was just trying to figure out from you, being a, a old-time, very effective and efficient organizer, what would you suggest we do so that we can better communicate with folks to, to get things done? Well, Eddie, we find out that to get our folks out, you need music and food. Mm. Okay. They'll come out for something like that, but they won't come out just to hear somebody talk. And, you know, on that note, because uh, I know the uh, Martin Luther King Commemoration Committee, you know, Eddie and I have been uh, convening that for a while now, and on August 28th, uh, it's the anniversary for the March on Washington. We're going to have another event, and there's always food and music. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can sort of push that one there, too. Yeah. And this will be the 56th anniversary of the 63 March on Washington, too. And with what we have going on in Washington, D.C., there's every reason to believe that we have to celebrate the drum major for peace. There you go. And uh, talk about Dr. King. We, we just we have to do it yeah. because also, you know, we— need to have people aware of uh, what's going on locally and uh-huh. let them know how they can empower themselves and make some changes. Well, you guys know that we got a couple of black folks running for city council over in Bellevue. James Bible's James Bible, one. Yeah. James Bible and, and Barksdale, a guy named Barksdale. I never heard of him. Before. Are they in the same race? No, they're okay. different. Okay. Different ones. They're different ones. But uh, you know, uh, I don't know how... James is going to do. I've been sort of trying to look to Yeah, Jeremy Marksdale is the other guy. He's running for position number three. Mm-hmm. And uh, James Bible is running for position number seven. Okay. Have, have they pr- printed any kind of position papers that we could look at? I, I, would, I would really be. Well, you have, until, you, ha- you have until Tuesday. Okay, let me see. Tuesday lessons, yeah. <laughs> James is very short. Mm-hmm. He got his picture in here, which I wish he hadn't put his picture in. Now, when you said short, <laughs> I was looking at him physically. Okay, I got you. I'm talking about his his, his resume. Mm-hmm. It's three paragraphs. Okay. And it, it don't really tell you nothing. Well, maybe that's a good politician. Yeah, He's yeah, running he in Bellevue, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his office is in Bellevue, too, now. Who? James's James. office. His law office is in Bellevue. Oh, yeah. He lives in Bellevue. Yeah. Yeah. His law office. I know it's in Bellevue. Okay. But uh, we got to learn that sometimes we shouldn't display our pictures. Okay. You know, that's Lacey, whole... I need you to hold on for me to take a break. Hold on with okay. us for a minute. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Hey, what happens? Eddie Wright, Urban Forum Northwest, brought to you by Sound Transit's Small Business Development Labor Compliance Office, the Port of Seattle's Office of Social Responsibility, the City of Seattle's Pur- uh, Purchasing Construction Services Office, Concourse Concessions, SeaTag Bar Group LLC. Stephanie Ogle does our technology. Take a break. Come back with Lacey Still after this. At the Port of Seattle, diversity is the source of possibility and strength. 
and we honor our diverse community by expanding opportunities for all people to share in our region's economic prosperity. From the seaport to the airport, we're working to support small businesses, including those owned by women and minorities, and to create quality jobs with lifelong career paths. The Port of Seattle continues to be your port of opportunity. Step up your commute and ride light. Sound Transit's new Capitol Hill and University of Washington Link Light Rail stations are now open. Get around town faster and more reliably than ever. Ride now from the University of Washington to Capitol Hill in just four minutes or continue on to Westlake Station in just eight minutes. Find lots of helpful information on how to ride, how to get an ORCA card, and more at ulink2016.org. Link Light Rail. More stations, more places. Organic, free-range, and fresh daily. Alternative Talk, 1150. All right. That's Michael Powers, and you'll see Michael Powers playing on the African-American Float, along with King Lacey Steele, who's been on the line with us for the last uh, 10, 15 minutes or so. And uh, we'll also be seeing Carolyn Riley Payne. We were trying to hook up with Carolyn Riley Payne. But, you know, she's busy taking care of the NAACP and AXO business. And... Uh, it was a magnificent turnout for her a couple of weeks ago for Carolyn Riley Payne Appreciation Day. Yeah. Uh, she got a, a hot letter from the governor, a proclamation uh, on Monday after the event from Seattle City Council President Bruce Hero. Uh, and we had a lot of people wishing her well in the programs, and we'll be sending those out to all the people that supported us. So, uh, Lacey Steele, uh, before we go, I just wanted you to share with our listeners a little bit more about getting civically and politically engaged. Yeah, yeah, we have got to get engaged. We can't got quit sitting around a table complaining about what we don't have and got to work with what we do have and to make that work for us. You need to call up your friends and engage them in a conversation about voting and tell them how important voting is and they'll, they'll give you that old thing, well, I don't have nothing to vote for. When they tell you that, say, okay, we'll vote for me because I need you. So <laughs> <laughs> now you got something to vote for. But yeah, we, we got to let them know how important it is. Yep, it, it's very, uh, this time around, because we're talking about drawing congressional lines for the next that's 10 right. years. Yeah, that's huge. So, you know, that's, that's really something to think about. And also, thinking about who you want to see in the White House and who you want to see in the State House. Yeah. You know, be, be, if we don't vote, we're going to be in the outhouse. <laughs> Amen. But just like Eddie said, because when you look at those boundaries, we have an opportunity, a unique opportunity to take a, a part of Kent, Federal Way, some of those other areas swinging around to South Seattle and into Renton. And we will have uh, the majority minority in a congressional yeah. district. And we need somebody up there uh, representing us truly. Yep. And those people who are against that, I, 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 getting it on the ballot. And those are your neighbors, huh? <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but they're getting it on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Well, and, that's, uh, that, I don't know how they still allow Tim Iman to run around here, the chair thief. Yeah. The chair. Who, they get admonished by all the courts. Amazing. I, I just have to say it's white privilege. Yeah. I mean, because if he was black, he would have been under the jail right now well, for all the shenanigans he's pulled. So they, they, got, they got him. Yeah. I, Another thing we got to do, too, is we got to let... And I put on Facebook already with my KKK sign. We want those college and professional athletes, when they're interviewed by ABC Sportscaster, to say, hey, 
ABC, would you please have KOMO ABC that owns KVI stop the anti-black racism in right. Seattle, Martin Luther King County, Washington State, because ABC is allowing uh, KOMO ABC and John Carlson to keep us down, and he has not felt any heat in his pastime for us and our community, the communities of color, to go down and let KOMO ABC know that we're sick and tired of the racism being espoused by John Carlson of KVI, who organized these Chinese immigrants mm-hmm. to uh, affect uh, our place in the marketplace. And that's exactly why next week when I'm with the members of the Black Caucus, we've got to have a designation for African descendants of United States slaves. They'll talk about reparations, but we need to have a designation in every federal agency so we can have immediate relief, including a bank, access to capital, housing, health care, everything that's offered to everybody else, because we cannot allow people to come in from anywhere and everywhere, and naturally the racism allows them to get put in place or disrupt whatever we have coming, and that has to stop. Yes, sir, I agree. Well, Lacey, I, man, we want to thank you for hanging on with us, man. We appreciate you. Thank you, Lacey. And uh, everybody look for Lacey Steele the King on Saturday at the Mojo Face Fest Parade. 1 o'clock, be up there on 23rd. All right. Talk to you later. Okay, then. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me on. All right. Well, Hayward, I want to thank you for uh, organizing uh, the meeting with uh, the governor's staff to respond to the disparity study. Uh, I'm glad that the first meeting, Lao Kwasim, has a quick read, and he pointed out some flaws like right away. Uh, They had some things that I still don't understand, like client services. What does client service have to do with actual participation? And I didn't see anything definitive in terms of actual participation of African descendants of United States slaves enslaved uh, in their report. So we, I really don't know what's what. I know at the University of Washington, they got everybody coupled in, whether they're African immigrants right. and blacks, like uh, the DVE program. They include anybody that's black. There's no differentiation for African descendants of United States slaves, which we cannot tolerate or allow to happen anymore. So I want to thank, thank everybody you. today for their conversation. Hey, whatever's I'll be back with you again next Thursday. Make sure you check out the Mojo Fest Parade on Saturday at 1 o'clock on 23rd. 23rd Cherry, see you there.